Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we take a look at every single frickin' episode of the 2005 revival of BBC's Doctor Who. I'm Jeff. Uh, I'm Skyler. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm... <laughs> I'm the blank space on Jeff's wall. <laughs> You have been pranked. This is actually Avery. We don't know where Skylar is. Hopefully she is alive. Yeah. Uh, let, let's get at it, gamers. So yeah, if, if, you're, if you're hearing this, that means that uh, we are going forward with this idea. Um, we've just kind of been sat in a Discord call for... 30 minutes with nothing else going on so we just decided fuck it we'll do the episodes ourselves um today we are talking about the two-parter rise of the cybermen and age of steel series two episodes five and six respectively um written by tom mcrae um this is um sort of inspired by a big finish uh play called spare parts um it deviates a lot more than dalek does and it was not written by the person who wrote spare parts but it is there there is inspiration there and mark platt the writer of spare parts is credited for some of the original concept it does uh, sort of similar things with the origin of the Cybermen, just obviously that's uh, the main timeline Cybermen. Um, also of note, um, it is directed by Graham Harper, who actually worked on Classic. He was an assistant floor manager, a production assistant, and he directed uh, a couple episodes of classic including the uh widely regarded as one of the best episodes uh called the caves of androzani um so yeah he's like the one like mate or well maybe not the one but like the first major like crew member to carry over from classic and that's just a a cool cool note um so yeah, this episode kind of, I feel like it, it vacillates between, like, classic, like, weird B-movie, like, schlock with, like, Lumic and the, the parallel universe and sort of the concept of a mad scientist cre or uh, industrialist businessman creating the Cybermen and then some of the most, like, gruesome, terrifying body horror with the Cybermen themselves yeah it's like <laughs> I, I i really get what you say with lumic because he's just so weird like, yeah it's like how did anyone let this person like you can tell like clearly the president of this alternate universe great britain thinks that lumic's gone way too far with this shit like did no one rein him in before now like it, you know there's this whole thing about how you know, in the second episode, we learn about the the girl in the the rebel group. Sort of, you know, she used to work for for Cybex, and then she she found a document she wasn't supposed to see. Like, uh. how did? And he supposedly has like 
factories all over the world, like with all this industrial production set up for this. Like, how did he make this without anyone noticing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like especially when it's very like all all that they would need to do, and this would be like great political commentary, is to say that he actually had a government behind him. But part of the plot is that no government actually wants him to do this. So like, how the fuck did he? <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's just, uh, confusing and also he doesn't seem to have thought through his plan very well yeah also, yeah no his also... plan makes no fucking sense his plan like, makes no sense i'm sick so i'm going to do this thing to everyone else but also i don't want it to actually happen to me until i'm completely dead yeah but, I don't I don't know where he was going with this, but he just sort of like an ellipses at the end of his thought and I'm just like okay what? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess to 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 actually still try and go along with the structure of the episode, it, the cold open is of Lumic, which other other thing of note, uh I can't believe we have to bring up that the cursed series by actual turf JK Rowling again. But both David Tennant and Lumix actor are in the fourth Harry Potter film, playing the two Barty Crouches. Oh, that's the elder Barty Crouch. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this cold open <laughs> is like, it's okay. It's it's a very like classic like very sort of B movie sort of scene, but there's a couple things I take offense to. One, there's a line where the scientist dude in this is like, "Bear in mind the brain has been welded to the exoskeleton," and I'm like, "You don't weld the brain to anything without thoroughly destroying the brain." <laughs> there's a reason why we cover the fucking thing in bone. It's because it is not it does not withstand much. Yeah, that's a... Hmm. If you weld the brain, it'll actually fucking turn into pudding. <laughs> like, it's not metal. It's not going to melt in the solid onto the, the, the lining. I don't... Yeah. That's just like, what? You might yeah. as well take a stake and, like, hammer it through, <laughs> through the thing <laughs> to get it to stick. Yeah, that's a... And, hmm. of course, Lumic... Lumic uh, shows off his ridiculous hamminess very early on, where the scientist's like, well, you know, we, we have to talk to the Geneva Convention. This is a new life form. And, and Lumix is like, like, and if I no. don't, and he's like, well, I'm sorry, it's my duty. I have to inform them. And Lumix's like, and how will you do that from beyond the grave? <laughs> <laughs> oh god like it's not even just like the, the plotting itself is like a b-movie villain it's lumic literally talks like a b-movie villain <laughs> yeah like his acting too is very like <laughs> <laughs> he is fucking ridiculous <laughs> how can you do that from beyond the grave <laughs> <laughs> And so then after after the credits, it cuts to the Doctor and, and Mickey in the TARDIS. And i just like to point out that all of this is entirely the Doctor's fault when you think about it. Which part? 
Well, because the entire reason this happens is because Mickey holds down the button for too long, which only happens because the doctor doesn't bother to tell Mickey, hey, you can let go of the button now. I mean, do we know it's because he held down the button for so long? It happens right after he lets go of the button. Huh. <laughs> it's the only thing that changed. It's it's. I, I assume that was their sort of uh, explanation, like, just roll with it, like, plot reason for why they end up in the alternate universe, because, yeah, this episode's set in a parallel universe. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't pick up on that, I I just thought it sort of, I felt like that was just a, a comedic thing, and then that just sort of happened, but your explanation makes more sense, so I'll go with it. Yeah, it is, it is interesting here how, like, obviously, the Daleks still ex like when we re re when we interact with the daleks they're still like our main timeline daleks but in this case um the cybermen are from an alternate timeline and i i think that is actually for the best because obviously the original main series cybermen like from classic weren't human they were mondasian they were humanoids but they weren't technically human. And yeah. I think that kind of removes some of the horror from the whole concept. Now, admittedly, they do kind of bring that in, actually, ironically, when they bring back the original Mondasian Cybermen in uh, 12's run. Like, that actually has some of the best Cybermen horror outside of this episode. Like, I, I feel like part of, like, Classic did this, and I think New Who did this a lot, too, especially when Moffat came around, which is, the and, and Chibnall does it hard, too, of the Cybermen just kind of being robots, and they're yeah. not. Like, if they're just, like, haha Metal Man, it's not anywhere near as effective as, oh god, it is... It is a evolved being that was once human and wants nothing more than to make everything else like it. A cold, metal brain in a suit that has no emotion. Like, that. that is also another thing of, like... The in the I believe the the tenth their their original appearance. It's implied that they just sort of like had hacked parts of their body off and replaced it with cybernetics over time. Whereas from here, from the get-go, the only thing that is left is the brain and the emotion inhibitor is there not because emotions are a weakness, but because it's literally the only way they can survive with the horror of what they are. Yeah, that's like, that was a good thing. That was a yeah. good thing for sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, maybe, maybe Spare Parts did this too. I haven't listened to Spare Parts uh, even though I've been, like, the only one here who's actually delved into Big Finish. I'll get on it at some point. Actually, it's, like, it's probably, like, two, like three bucks. I might as well, like, buy it and go listen to it after this episode, but... Um, so, yeah, they go to a parallel London um, where they're Zeppelins, I guess. I feel like... <laughs> For what it's worth, the only reason this episode is in a parallel universe is so they can reintroduce the Cybermen as being human in origin. 
which is i feel a little bit disappointing given that this is like really the only exploration this like new who has had with straight up parallel universes and not like pocket dimensions that you see in like the doctor's wife like it's kind of just there as a contrivance whereas like i mean there's there's even a line in um uh uh world enough in time i believe where like 12 says something about like parallel development to explain like why all these different like offsprings of cybermen like all happened even though their their creation was all unrelated to each other and i feel like that's just a much more seamless way than just chucking them into a parallel universe like the only yeah the only reasons for parallel universe is so they can reintroduce the cybermen and so they can bring pete back i guess and set up the finale and zeppelins yeah like <laughs> like it feels like the 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 parallel universe is only there is because it needs to be there for things in the plot not because they want to explore the concept of parallel universes which is disappointing yeah uh, it, it sort it, of it's it sort of gets me thinking like this whole thing sort of gets me thinking about star trek a bit just because you know the side yeah, of like the, the mirror the mirror world right yeah, yeah, the the because you know obviously the the Cybermen bear some resemblance in their function to to the Borg, yeah, uh, and then you also have the Mirror Universe, which is you know it, it first comes up in uh, in the original series, but then it becomes sort of a recurring thing in Deep Space Nine. They visit it like several times and go back and yeah. forth, and like you know the first couple times it's like oh it's like some accident, but then by like the third or fourth time. They just like figured out how to do it and just hopping back and forth whenever they want to. You know, the mirror <laughs> universe people will pop in, kidnap someone, bring them to your their universe, and be like, "Come on, come fight the war with us." That happens like four times. Anyways, uh, it just sort of got me thinking about that because I'm like, that there's this whole thing with parallel universes in series where like they sort of just go with having just one to explore, even though it's Im implied that there's a lot more, just because you know. Obviously, Doctor Who, we've talked about before, there can't be too much world building because it's all of time and space. And then yeah. imagine if you had a whole other time and space and also all the other times and spaces. So, like, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, that's why I feel like I guess it's kind of good that they made it like a one a one off thing that they could actually go and explore, it, even though, you know, they sort of bust a hole back in at convenience sake later on <laughs> yeah that's fair i guess um yeah i mean i think there was like a one-off episode like there was a, there was a like a standalone story in classic that did involve a parallel universe but that was back in the third doctor's tenure and shit was weird back then also it's like nine episodes long and i don't have time for that shit <laughs> classic really do be like that and like at least four of those are just gonna be set up um but yeah so <laughs> i do like like the doctor sort of pontificating of like we're we're in some sort of no place the silent realm the lost dimension and mickey opens the door and is like otherwise known as london <laughs> but yeah, yeah i also 
I also like yeah yeah this this episode if there is anything truly great about this episode other than the Cybermen themselves it's Mickey um the especially such a dick to Mickey in this two part like, yeah oh my god yeah it start and 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 also like Mickey Mickey's real real Chad hours starts right here where he's the oh hey hey our co-host finally made it to the recording <laughs> <laughs> just yeah <laughs> did you forget just, we were recording did. today that and the internet finally decided to work oh like literally nice. like my phone and everything went out that's why oh, i wow. wasn't wow okay. yeah yeah we, oh. we we started the episode without you we're not too far in we're still in the, we're still like like five minutes into the first episode. We've just been kind of like pontificating for twenty minutes. Sounds. Anyways. Sounds familiar. Anyways. Continue. Anyways, so I do like here how like you know this this episode being hashtag all about Mickey starts here where he's the one who gets to do like the expository science talk. And he gets to flex his, like, sci-fi nerd muscles, which is fucking great. Yeah. Fun. Um, and then, of course, you get to the other, the other big reason why this is in a parallel universe is because Pete's alive in this universe. And he's sort of, he's actually, like, successful with all his schemes. And Rose is like... Oh my god, I have to go see him. And I'm, you know, didn't we deal with this like this time last season? Doesn't it feel like we're just kind of doing this again? Don't touch the baby. <laughs> god, what a horrible northern accent. God. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I sincerely hey. apologize, Emma, and anyone else listening from the UK. And, yeah, it was bad. I admit it. Jesus. Here at the here to the on the Fox the Tardis podcast, we value our viewers from diverse backgrounds, including American and British, quote unquote, wherever that may be. <laughs> See, this is probably this is probably why the whole like Petra thinks I'm British things thing comes from because I at least have like knowledge of like accents and how stuff's supposed to sound. Northern's like the only accent I can't do. Uh, <laughs> I'm not entirely convinced the UK is a real country, and Doctor Who does not help that. <laughs> I'm clipping, never I am clipping that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure the UK is a real country. Avery, April 24th, 2020, 8.45 p.m. Eastern. You gotta add on the fucking part about that it's because of Doctor Who. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. I do it, like it, the actor for Pete, though. Yeah, yeah. No, well, he's... yes, he's, he's, he's just as good as he was last season. It just kind of feels like this is just setting up for the finale and stuff. Whatever. You know, I, yeah. I, I have issues with Rose's stuff in general, but we'll get there way later on in the season. Um, mm -hmm. 
I do like that the parallel universe Jackie, which I guess this is supposed to be like Jackie if she got rich, like obviously like Pete still has like dignity and empathy, but Jackie has just turned into a total Karen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Like lines like I is she's like having a fuss about this banner and and Pete's like well what's the matter and she's like it says forty and he's like you are forty, she's like yes but I don't want them to know that my biography says I was born on the same day as Cuba Gooding Jr. and that means I'm thirty nine. Also, yeah. also <laughs> Rose in this Rose in yes. this timeline is a fucking terrier. That, I love that. <laughs> no, that that pays off way better later on in the episode, but it pays off oh, yeah. pretty magnificently. So yeah. Also, how her her Bluetooth, her Bluetooth stuff is like all like blinged out. <laughs> um. Only Jackie. Yes. But yes, and then we cut back to, of course, John fucking Lumick, the weirdest part of this entire episode. Again, like, him interacting with Pete is so weird because Pete is a normal person and Lumick is, like, as far from a normal person as you can get. I'd call him the most interesting, boring human billionaire we've had on this show. <laughs> no, um, that's fantastic. Or rather the least... Van Staten is yeah. the most boring. And then one. I realized I realized that the uh human billionaire in the series twelve opener is, is way oh, more yeah, boring Len, than Len, Lenny Lenny so, Henry's uh, character. Yes, I just realized you guys don't know who Lenny Henry is because you're fucking Americans. As opposed to you. <laughs> Listen, if at least one of our viewers thinks I'm British. <laughs> Oi lads, I'm British, yeah. Yes, it's me. It's me, British <laughs> Jeff. Here we are. Here we are, lads. So, oh, anyways, um, yeah, the, I mean, we we mentioned this before, but um, as as said, the this alternate timeline, um, there is a, a president of Great Britain, and not like a prime minister. And I'm just I'm trying to figure out, like, my brain's like, well, does that mean that? Great Britain isn't like parliamentary anymore because that's like kind of weird. <laughs> Are you just slipping into an accent now? Is your American <laughs> facade slipping? I am intentionally slipping inside and out of an accent, and I will probably regret this when I have to sit through have to sit through like a fucking hour of this shit. But you know, <laughs> parallel British Jeff is slipping through into this reality. Parallel British Jeff actually has facial hair. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Got him. Um, I mean, really, what, what's the point of having a parallel universe version of yourself if they don't have facial hair? You know, like, what was it, like, fucking Spock's beard? He has a beard, right, Avery? Uh... Yes. At point, I think? I don't know, I haven't watched you're, the... You're, you're, you're the Trekkie here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I've only watched Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Never mind. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, also, Lumix shows that he has the ability to just override everyone's fucking AirPods and, like, like freeze their motor functions. Like, you know, Westworld freeze all motor functions. Fucking... How, it, like, Avery pointed this out earlier of, like, how did he manage to get these factories built and do this stuff when he doesn't have governmental approval? How the fuck did he manage to do this without governmental approval or, or anybody but, noticing? You no, know, I think it, I think the government uh, is fine with that. It's just the Cybermen that they didn't like. Uh, but as for the headpieces, I think that was just adopted normally. My criticism of them was, how does this work with people driving? Like... It seems like people keep it on all the time. Shit, like, yeah, that's true. And it turns on, do you just, like, keep going? Doesn't that cause problems? I'm so confused. Because it doesn't seem like people take them out. Do you turn them yeah. off? Like, what? Ugh. Yeah, that's See, fair. There's a lot of small things like that in these episodes that on their own I wouldn't care too much, but they're just sort of, like, a pile of them that keeps going. Yeah, honestly, at times it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, and Lu- goes... Lumix, Lumix's plan is absolutely horrible. It's it's fucking oh, yeah. garbage. Yeah, it's, um, it's like, goes what? to the fucking pacing of this of uh, the first episode in particular that like it introduces so many moving parts and you're still with it for the most part all the way until the end. It's only until the second episode where you think about this and it's just like yeah this would never fucking work <laughs> yeah um just... so yeah uh but we we introduced to another character mr crane who i think is like way more of an effective villain in this case because like he's he's like very sort of just like compliantly evil like it's like like the most evil is like you know the people who got up at the fucking nuremberg trials and were like oh i'm just following orders like he knows full well what he's doing and he's like yeah okay sure progress you know like it's absolutely like he's like probably like even though he has like a weird like face turn like halfway through the next episode like He's, like, way more of a, like, seriously, like, disgusting villain than Lumic is. Because, yeah. like, in that case, he, he still acts, like, totally out of place with the situation, but because he's not, like, hamming it up, it plays more as, like, shady corporate types, like, completely indifferent to human suffering, as opposed to, like, B-movie villain. Yeah, just... Okay, one, his face turn in the second episode is weird and comes out of nowhere uh, and makes no sense. And like, also okay, just... wait, wait for you to grow a fucking spine now when it's too late, asshole. And, like, you showed no indication of doing that before. It was just random. And also, why were you going along with it in the first place if you had this objection? Uh, <laughs> it's like you didn't... And, think that but, it's just like oh yeah these earpieces are gonna do this to me too guess i should do something about that yeah um and then in the first episode i really liked the scene where you know they're they're starting up the machines and he puts on the music to drown out the noise 
that yeah, was to drown out the screaming. Yeah, that's one of the most like actually like still terrifying, effective pieces of horror in like the entirety of New Who. Like it's 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 still fucking chilling. Yeah, what was the song again? It was something really cheery. It's it, lion, it, lions. The lion sleeps tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, a, a a listener uh, of the show who's a friend of mine, Miles, uh, watched the episode and he he texted me, and and he was like, "I can't believe they made that song scary." And I'm like, "Yeah, it, like literally, all you have to do is is juxtapose something safe and comforting against horrifying fucking shit to make it like." some of the most traumatic shit ever that shit fucked me up when i was six man <laughs> fucking, fucking terrifying um anyways uh so we're introduced to well uh so mainly the the re- the we get our sort of uh time frame of like the tardis will be powered up in 24 hours but until then they're they're stranded there so they have to do they have to just sit and wait um and rose is like determined to go and see her parents so we can do this shit all over again whereas mickey gets the actually good subplot involving family which is like for a character that you've never seen and for Mickey who hasn't been on screen that much and you've never really talked about his backstory or anything the scene where he goes and sees his grandmother and he he talks to her is honestly one of the like best like bits of pathos in this entire season outside of like school reunion and girl in the fireplace like it's really really good yeah, he his whole arc over the East episodes is solid, like so solid. Just like d- in the first place, you know, when when they split up, uh, and he is like, "Just go with her. I know you're gonna do it." And the doctor does, and it's like, "Damn, you you really did him like that." And you know, the doctor literally has no idea what goes on in his life at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The doctor like kind of sucked in this two-parter yeah it's like yeah it's 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 this this two-parter is really just like the mickey smith show for real yeah okay side note here guys question i feel like i'm i'm slipping too much into australian probably because i've been listening to like a shit ton of king gizzard that is are, are you guys getting that feel too yeah, I heard yeah. some in there. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> Complete wrong country. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, still better than my northern accent earlier, and I used northern yeah. accent yeah, very yeah, loosely. Yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was, it it really was. Um. So yeah. Um. But we're we're introduced to the the preachers who are these like anarchist freedom fighters in a, a blue van who just kind of whisk Mickey off the street. Oh yeah, and also there's there's the joke that in this universe Mickey is actually named Ricky, which I find it funny that in this episode that's other otherwise like the Mickey show they also pay off like one of the biggest like running gags when they were still like constantly making fun of him yeah and ricky's uh, like the coolest yeah. mickey 
And he's gay. <laughs> Canonically. Yeah, I, I was so disappointed. I forgot Wait. that that was like a deleted scene that they made it explicit. Oh, it is? It's a thing? Yeah, yeah, no, man. Him and, uh, him and, uh, uh, Jake are, uh, were fucking, yo. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's all like, yeah, you know, I'm... I may have his face, but I'm not replacing him. And he's just like, yeah, you know, wouldn't make a good boyfriend. <laughs> and then it's, like, yeah. cut to black, and I'm just like, huh. I mean, we to be robbed. fair... To be fair, while we were robbed in this case, RTD just did make Tegan slash Nick Nissa canon, so, like, it balances out. True. Um. Anyways. Um. So, yeah, uh, they, they take Mickey off the streets because they think that he's, uh, Ricky, um, meanwhile, Lumic meets with the president of Britain, who's like, are you fucking insane? No. For once, the leader of Britain doing something intelligent. Totally unrealistic. I can see why this is a parallel universe. I love how he's drafted up an ethical paper. How he's just like, no, 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 no. I have the math. It's okay. Yeah, here's a paper in ethics to justify this. Yeah. I also like how it seems that, like, Pete Tyler seems to be, like, a sleazy businessman. Because there's the line of, like, hey, you're selling these, you know, basically sodas as health drinks. And the characterization we get for him, especially when you find out he's Gemini in, like, the next episode, is that this is a guy who, like, started off very sleazy found someone who was so much worse and who was and who was just like okay i need to do something about that because holy yeah. crap yeah and 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 really that's kind of been pete's defining character trait like even in in father's day is that he's actually like a, genuinely a super nice person yeah and he also the actor also does a good job of being like slightly different like you can tell he's older but it's still the same person which is as an actor, it's really hard to do that. Um, yeah. Older and, and richer. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, also, I love... I, I still love how, like, Pete Tyler's like, well, you know, this isn't the only country in the world. There's always New Germany. And Lumix's like, this is the homeland, my birthplace. You may leave. <laughs> I just... You, like, <laughs> Lumix is such a dumb fucking character. This is the birthplace, my homeland. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I would like to just point out new germany and i'm yes. just what's up there what's yeah don't they also mention new south america oh god i think that's also that carries the same that's... energy as that one fucking like cringy youtuber song where that one dude goes england is my city <laughs> you don't remember jake paul I have tried to block him from my memory as much as possible, and I never interacted with his content to begin with. Bless. I used to like the whole first half of that song. 
I don't think I've ever actually listened to it, which I think is probably, like, why I'm still a sort of functioning human being. I don't even remember what the song was called anymore. I just remember uh, Five Mill and Six Months Never Done Before and uh, England Is My City. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, then we get the the scene where uh, Crane straight up stole, steals, like, 20 homeless dudes from off the streets and forcibly cyber converts them which honestly is like the most real part of this episode exploitation of the poor say it ain't so (laughs) and then where the yeah he puts on music to cover up their screaming but yeah um then it's revealed that uh then they figure out that mickey's not actually ricky and they strip him down to his, like, boxers and tie him to a chair, which I'm pretty sure is, like, entirely fan service. Ooh-woo. <laughs> nah, you gotta check for guns and listening devices. That totally means having a pseudo-swolo-ren scene. <laughs> it's Ben Swolo, you fake fan. Fine. God, you're the Star Wars nerd here. What the fuck? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> um, Rose and the Doctor uh sneak into the Tyler's house um by disguising as wait staff for the party, which like I did they just, like, knock out and replace people? Or, like, did nobody notice, hey, there's, like, two more people on waitstaff than there was before? Or is it just because they're the rich, so, like, they don't care? They don't care. Yeah, that's, well, yeah. <laughs> but, yes, here is where the joke p- uh, plays out, where uh, Jackie uh, makes uh, a speech... And then she calls out to Rose, and they find out that Rose is a terrier, and, like, Ten just fucking loses it. (laughs) Like, that's that's great. Um, And then they, the Cybermen, uh, roll out, uh, they, uh, uh, Crane's like, alright, bro, I'ma go, uh, we uh we about to head out and try to convert the president of uh great britain (laughs) um meanwhile uh the preachers investigate mickey and like they're like well like did lumic make him because he's literally like a perfect copy um but they get interrupted by the fact that the Cybermen are moving, so they, they roll out to the, the Tyler's house. Meanwhile, uh, the Doctor goes and does some digging and realizes what's happening and has his, like, oh shit moment. Um, also, Rose tries to have an interaction with Jackie, but she goes full Karen on her. <laughs> I have a strong suspicion the writer were like, Hey, everybody who's annoyed with this character, this is how worse she could be. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, <laughs> Prime Jack. The funny is thing more is, the funny prime. thing is, the funny thing is, is that they've already like more than like developed Jackie in the main timeline. So it's just like, yeah, let's just make remember remind everyone how shitty of a person she kind of is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, so yeah, he fucking he sends cybermen in and they all come stomping in with their stompy loud staple gun feet which is a new thing they don't sound like that in classic they don't really make any additional sounds and i think as i was mentioning to avery i think a lot of the the redesign here helps them not be like super cringy because I have included in, like you can see in our, uh, uh, in the, uh, group chat, I posted a picture of the Cybermen's last classic appearance and, uh, <laughs> not very imposing. Yeah. Um, but yes, as, as they're, they're crashing in through the windows, Lumic Lumic calls the president and is like, Mr. President, I suppose a remark about crashing the party would be appropriate at this point. Ha! Ah. <laughs> and it's just like, He practiced off. that line in the mirror. <laughs> I guarantee it. Just like, f- f- <laughs> What? <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, nobody listens to Ten, and uh, the president gets himself killed, at which point all hell breaks loose. Um, uh, and the cliffhanger, they, they end up out on the lawn, and the cliffhanger for this episode ends up being uh, that they surrender, but the Cybermen aren't letting up because I guess their orders were to kill everyone at the party. cliffhangers resolved with a major ass pull <laughs> he just points that the power cell at the cybermen and is like burr burr motherfuckers <laughs> it's just like okay <laughs> also <laughs> an instance where the doctor is just like fine murking some folks yeah and like he's like it doesn't make sense that he's like getting so worked up if he had that like planned out the entire time yeah <laughs> Honestly, I had forgotten how we got out of the cliffhanger. Yeah, because... yeah, no, I, I forgot, too. I thought, like, the preachers came in, but no, they come in at the end of the episode. Like, what? Yeah. Anyways. Do you know how fast the Doctor's mind is shown to work in, like, Heaven Sent? I'm willing to forgive that, but yeah, like, narratively, it is an ass pull. Yeah. Um... 
so yeah uh pete reveals that he was the preacher's informant all along um (laughs) ricky reveals that he's london's most wanted for parking tickets oh that's a great moment (laughs) which like yeah i feel like i feel like our universe mickey would say a line like that (laughs) or do something like that um yeah rose in this episode is just kind of there (laughs) honestly though like mickey's basically like the actual companion for this episode yeah. Like, admittedly, it's it, it's gonna be better in, a, like, not the next episode, but the episodes after that when we cover Impossible Planet and Satan Pit, because that actually does have good stuff with their character. But after that, I think it's safe to say that we have basically reached it for good Rose episodes. Yeah. Rose's job is to interact um, with Pete, which is good. It isn't terrible, but it's just it was a done fucking better rehash in Father's of Father's Day. Day. It's the same shit again but worse yeah and it ignores any and all development that she may have had from father's day like what um anyways uh (laughs) also this fucking thing where lumic is interacting with his cybermen and he's like my everlasting children tell me how does it feel and the cybermen are like we feel nothing and he's like but in your mind what do you think and just i know i know that this is supposed to be a serious scene but it feels like a monty python sketch (laughs) (laughs) oh you're so right and i'm so mad at you for saying that because like i can see like michael palin hamming it up and then they're like we feel nothing he's like well but 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 what what do you think (laughs) like it's a it's a fucking i want that so badly right now also i love how lumic is just like i've declared independence and i've taken over london like what How does I don't want to die turn into I'm going to forcibly turn the human everyone except me into one of these things and take over London and then the world? Hey man, he just wanted to seize the means of production and while he was at it, seize everything fucking else. That probably just really horribly peaked. Yep. Oh yeah, that's a spicy waveform. (laughs) It's, it's uh, my job. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to severely compress that or uh, limit that one. Um. Also, the line here was really unfortunate. Where they like they explain like why they can't just go around taking the earpods out of people is tens like. Like, don't take them out. It'll cause a brainstorm, and I'm just thinking, oh, it'll cause them to have a sudden burst of creativity? Cool, let's take them out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get why. It's a pretty reasonable explanation, you know. They're linked to your mind, and information is being actively beamed straight into it. So maybe 
taking them out, all that's happening is bad. But the fact that he used the word brainstorm as if yeah. there's gonna just be like too much brain activity. Ah. Yeah. And the fact that everybody else is just doesn't even question that. They're just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I've heard of that. Yeah. Plus, like, are... we know from the last episode that like ten will just like make shit up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not the best. Like I said earlier, there's just like a lot of these moments, uh, yeah. where things just don't quite make sense, and you're just supposed to roll with it. Except unlike past episodes, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, the plot and yeah. pacing doesn't really pick up until they actually get to the factory and they have to figure out what to do. Um, it's just kind yeah. of meandering, yeah. especially in the first part. Yeah, they just kind of decide that, like... Also, like, everyone just kind of ignores any time Ten says, yeah, we're, we're, we, like, mentions, like, the Prime Universe. Like, no one, like, 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 Pete kind of goes, I'm sorry, what? But no one, like, really... <laughs> In fairness, there are more pressing issues. In fairness, that's, that's not unique to this episode. Like, basically every episode is... They just I mean, sort of accept that these people somehow got into a place they shouldn't have been able to. Yeah, I do like. I mean, that I mean, part of the point of like one of my favorite episodes, Midnight, is like sometimes that just makes things worse. But yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do like how I mean, kind of going to your point, Jeff. At the very end, when everything is passed, and like Pete Tyler actually digests like who roses and where they're from, he just can't deal. He just yeah, books yeah, it. That's, I'm just that, like, yeah. that's a realistic reaction. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's good. That is a good scene. Um anyways. Um so Mickey and Ricky uh run off down an alleyway, but unfortunately, as Ricky's trying to climb a fence, uh, a Cyberman electrocutes him. And Mickey's like, no, and then they just kind of stare at each other, and I believe I, I sent a message to the group chat when I was watching this episode that was just, ah yes, the Cybermen, feared by countless civilizations, stopped by a fucking chain-link fence. <laughs> like, they don't even need to climb it, they're Cybermen, they could just, like, kick it down. It's not anchored to anything that strong. It's a fucking... <laughs> yeah, if this was Nightmare and Silver Cybermen or Series 12 Cybermen, uh, just Mickey and everybody it. else would be screwed. Yeah. I just... What? <laughs> um, I don't anyway, like Anyway, Crane, Crane <laughs> yeah. finally has his, his random heel face uh, fi uh, turn where he just, like gleefully goes behind Lumix's wheelchair and just like rips all this shit out causing it to like explode <laughs> it's really weird i also like how how he's like i know exactly what to do as if there's like a specific order to what he's doing and not just doing like the most yeah. obvious thing to take him yeah. out yeah and i also like how the cyberman's answer to it is to just like immediately upgrade him instead of like just fixing the very minimal things that happen. Well, like, yeah, because that's that's actually how the Cybermen work. That's true. That's true. That's true. Like, I'm yeah, surprised that's... they didn't already try to do to do that. 
Yeah, but also like, God. Yes, what? again, once again, I'm going to bring up how dumb Lumix's plan is. Is like, why? Because this this goes really this just this goes in the face of like his whole motivation and the fact that he's this like crazy rich fucking fuckface billionaire they don't put others or the human race before themselves <laughs> like i don't understand why he wasn't already converted and then just the actual bad guy of the episode was crane that's literally all they had to do for this episode to just work so much better but the fact that lumic is not converted just feels so fucking weird it's like why would you not have done this like fo like 45 minutes ago yeah it's... um yeah anyways so Uh, they try and get in to Battersea Power Station. Um, the Doctor and Mrs. Moore split off to try and get in through the tunnels. Rose and Pete uh, try to find Jackie by pretending to be one of the uh, AirPods. Oh my god. Guys. Guys. <laughs> AirPods. No, guys. AirPods. Guys. No, no. Shut up. Shut up. Jackie, oh no, oh shit, oh fuck, the cyber conversion chamber is right ahead. Oh no, she has AirPods <laughs> in, she can't hear us, oh shit, oh fuck. <laughs> Poetry. But yeah, no, they're they're literally just fucking AirPods. <laughs> they're 2006 AirPods. <laughs> oh, I hate you, I hate you. Oh my god. You've just ruined this episode for, like, everyone who watches it now, because all we're gonna be able to think about is Lumic is a Monty Python character, and they've got AirPods in. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like cyber-converting the entire human race, like, brainwashing the entire human race into being cyber-converted is still less shitty than changing MacBook chargers every fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely in the running <laughs> anyways um and mickey and jake uh go uh out to try and find the uh transmitter for the signal um the doctor and mrs moore is a really nice scene i like it a lot um I wish it didn't end as, like, her death just feels, like, gratuitous. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, I guess, like, nobody's died in the last 15 minutes, so okay. Especially because, like, like the Cybermen just kind of magically appear without doing the big stomp thing that they were doing, and it's like, oh, yeah. do they have, like, a stealth mode or something? Ricky's at least made sense, his death, because, yeah. like, I can understand from a technical standpoint, like, it's probably expensive to keep doing that, and number two, you want Mickey to take that role narratively, but, yeah, yeah Mrs. Moore's was definitely a bit of a cheat, 
I get you don't yeah. want like actors and like characters cluttering up the scene if they don't need quote unquote to be there, but yeah. Yeah, it's just I call weird. foul. Um Can I you know what's been on my mind this whole episode? Just about the Cybermen in general. How have yeah. they never learned how to run? You cut out there, what? How have they never learned how to run? <laughs> we actually do see them run. But I mean yeah. I mean I, I mean the the real answer is because they're so confident in their, their power and their ability that they see no need to run because they are already peak humanity. Why would they chase after them when they know that they are more powerful than us puny, fleshy humans would ever be? Yeah. Basically think the Borg and how they're slow AF doing anything. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do actually see them run though in Nightmare Nightmare Silver, I think. Yeah. Which is, you know, an eh episode, but like Which and is also a, shame a different type fucking, of Cyberman. Fucking Neil Gaiman wrote that. And he yeah. not only is he a good writer, he wrote one of the best episodes. Anyways. Um But yeah. Um meanwhile, uh Pete and Rose fucking lose their shit because they find out that uh Karen Jackie got cyberified as we alluded to in our in my AirPods joke. Um meanwhile, uh Jake and Mickey uh go up to the roof and find one of the zeppelins. Um meanwhile, Mrs. Moore talks about her backstory, which is I think really good. Um you know, it, it, it talks about, like, she talks about, like, how much of a normal life she had until she saw one thing that basically fucked her life up forever. Damn, corporations really do be like that sometimes. Um... Uh, also, the the other reason why why Mrs. Moore death just feels so like shitty is because she was like kicking ass literally like ten like five like two no not even ten two minutes ago when she like takes one out with a uh, with a EMP. Not an like, EMP. It's a uh, electromagnet. That's an EMP. An EMP no, stands for electromagnetic pulse. Yeah, but that's a pulse of electromagnetism. That's just an electromagnet. No, but it's an EMP grenade. There's still a pulse. There isn't an explosion. Alright, you know what? <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I, I feel like... Um, it's also weird how these Cybermen will kill people. Because, I mean, yeah. other Cybermen do that too, of course, but there's all always the primary goal of, like, capture to convert. Yeah. And, it, and again, it's not just a problem in this story, and I guess you could yeah, no, chalk it yeah, up to Limic it's, it's being more stupid of a problem. Evil. It's more of a problem later when they start to skew more towards, like... 
when they when they start to skew more towards um just killing people instead of converting them which is something that happens a lot in in moffat yeah but it just seems like one of those things you could easily rewrite in that like oh they can't convert the doctor or rose or mickey because they have like different energy and they literally wouldn't be able to power yeah through like a protagonist power yeah yeah basically (laughs) um but no Lumic is just stupid evil, so he kills people who don't want to, like, willingly join his cyber children immortal cult. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. And they do have this really great scene with a Cyberman, which is really, like... I don't think they ever really did anything like this in Classic. Like yeah. like that kind of simple sort of scene with someone who's who's realized what they are and is just so confused. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> like wow. <laughs> yeah. It, like it's it's a very moving scene. Um and then Mrs. Moore dies for some fucking reason. <laughs> Um, then, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, uh, they wheel out, uh, the Doctor, uh, Pete and Rose all get taken to Lumic, who is unveiled as the Cyber Controller, and surprisingly putting the voice filter on him actually makes him less hammy. (laughs) I do like the uh the fact that even in like cyber controlled form we still first see him in a huge ass wheelchair yes it's like you don't I mean, like, need that anymore yeah <laughs> we see that he doesn't but it's just like no this is my throne now and i'm just like <laughs> okay man <laughs> okay okay boomer um So yeah, uh, Mickey um, baits a Cyberman suit into breaking the transmitter, uh, causing everyone to get the fuck out of Dodge. Um, Then he has a speech, which is, this is great because I feel like this is very much like a classic speech. Like this is something that four or six or seven would say, just sort of filtered through the, the manic nature of 10 like i feel like uh, i i see a lot of complaints from like classic fans or like you know people who didn't grow up on new who who tend to rank 10 fairly low because they're like you know he's he's too manic and i i I think like we're not enough like the doctor and i think he is he just expresses that in somewhat of an unconventional way um so yeah uh also the line oh lumic you're a clever man i'd call you a genius except i'm in the room (laughs) yeah but he basically has the point of like well once you've like defeated death what even is the fucking point anymore yeah Um, it reminds me of how he interacts with uh lazarus 
a series yeah. later. It's kind of a similar type of thing. Yeah. And he baits uh, Lumic into uh, yeeting... Uh, well, actually, no, he, he doesn't bait Lumic. He um, he reveals the um, the code to shut down the... Uh, shut off the Cybermen's emotional inhibitors, which I guess causes them to all flip the fuck out and have their head explode because, okay, I guess... This is an incredibly anticlimactic ending, not gonna lie. It's just like... Yeah. Okay. Also, it kind of just skates over a huge part of the Doctor's morals. We haven't quite gotten to the 10, like, absolutely won't use a gun, no lethal force. But it just goes into that sort of thing where the Doctor will sometimes decide, yeah, this is okay because I'm letting them die, I'm not killing them. Um... Which I suppose for an existence as hell as being a Cyberman, I would kind of side with him in this case. But it's just something that isn't even touched on. It's just like, well, yeah, naturally, yeah. it's okay to do this. Yeah, I agree. Um, then they uh, they escape, um, and Mickey tries to... Uh, Mickey and Jake uh, land the Zeppelin back down so they can get... Uh, Ten, Rose, and Pete, and Mickey has the line, um, Mickey, where'd you learn to fly that thing? And he says, PlayStation, and I'm just like, did Mickey pull a I played Mario Kart once? Because <laughs> it feels yeah. like that's what he did. <laughs> well, he said specifically the PS2, so... It's like the like I I don't believe that was a platform known for its flight sims. Like what? <laughs> exactly. That's why he's so bad at it. Like you can tell a line like that was written by some fucking dude who doesn't actually understand video games. Cause like, <sighs> Mickey's um... a real gamer. He's transcended the game. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Mickey's a real gamer. He's trans. Yeah, no, that's where my brain went to. <laughs> and I'm it's like, real... okay, man, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's roll with that. Every word starting with that prefix is clear now. <laughs> I have nothing to do. It's quarantine. I can write all the fanfic I want. Screw you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, um... I love how this this resolving is like like the cyber Lumix cyber controllers climbing up after them, and Pete like severs the rope ladder with the Sonic, and he just falls away, going no in one last piece of dumb B movie bullshittery, not to be confused no. with the actual B movie. Don't forget that he falls right into the explosion. Yeah, it's so like a, like a shitty CG explosion. It's so fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways yeah it's it's something uh so i guess the 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 denouement uh they all head back to where the tardis is rose tries to explain that they're from an alternate universe and pete's like nah fam i ain't dealing with this shit which <laughs> honestly is a fucking mood um and he just kind of leaves um and mickey is sort of like 
yeah, I'm just gonna stay here, which fits really well, because, like, A, uh, Rose has been a shitty partner for the past year and a half. B, his grandmother, aka, like, his only surviving family is alive in this timeline, and he's found a newfound purpose, so he leaves, which is, uh, great. Uh, we stand. Um, also, I got so salty when, uh, Rose was fucking like, what, do, what about me? What if I need you? And I'm just like, bitch. Like, when have you needed him? Literally when? <laughs> you literally have not, not, you didn't even really need him before you met the doctor, you fucking. <laughs> like, okay, I got one answer. When she needed his help. To open the TARDIS to get yeah, back when, to nine. Yeah, when that's she the needed only a tow time. truck. Yeah, that's the only like fucking. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. But but better than when has she needed him? When has he needed her and she's not been there? Yeah. <laughs> like, like good good for Mickey. Like yeah, it like, seemed honestly, that they were yeah. moving on amicably, but like honestly, he needed this break. <laughs> yeah, he he really needed. You know, sometimes you just gotta cut toxic people in your life off. Sometimes you just need to cut out the toxic parallel universe that you were born in and move into another one. You know, it takes all forms. <laughs> God, I fucking wish I could do that. <laughs> That's a <Yeah>. mood. <laughs> um, okay, honestly, though, that, that alternate reality do be looking tasty right now. Um, so. I'm pretty sure, like, I think they say that it's, like, been a lot worse, like, when it shows back up later, but... Um, yeah, that's that's it's been a lot worse compared to the world in like two thousand eight. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? I feel like we might have a better time there. <laughs> I'll take my chances. <laughs> I do like the um, right after that, um, like when Rose is saying like we'll visit you, and then the doctor says like no, we got here by accident. Shouldn't even have yeah. happened. When we leave. There's going to be a crack in time that I'll have to close. And I obviously know this was not planned this far in advance, but I'm headcanoning that the way they got here in the first place is that the doctor accidentally, like, ran into one of the Gallifrey time cracks. No, and, like, no, we already explained through. this. It was because Mickey held the button down for too long. <laughs> nah, nah. That is literally what it nah. is. <laughs> I reject your probable answer and substitute my own. The doctor literally says it was a crack in time. Fucking exactly. Um, uh, also, you know, okay, but you know what my headcanon is? Is that Ten probably knows, yeah, there probably is a way to visit. It's just Ten's kind of like, yeah, this bitch is kind of flaky, and he's like, listen, he's having like a like a bro moment with Mickey. He's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll let you like, get the fuck out. Okay, Skylar has given me an idea for my own headcanon. Uh, so I believe that Mickey holding down the button created a crack in time, right? That they accidentally rammed into then. Uh, and then that and then the doctor fails to seal it properly afterwards, and that's where the time cracks come from. That's not where the time cracks come from. Like, it is literally canon said that that is not where it comes from. 
Yeah, that's not okay. what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's one of them. <laughs> I know that's not what you're saying. I'm saying this is what I believe happened. <laughs> uh, I've created a schism. Yeah, can the you untempered prove... schism. Anyways, can um... you? That's not what happened. Anyways, um, <laughs> also, I I can't fucking believe how Jackie's like, where's Mickey? And, and the doctor's like, he's gone home. And I'm like, that doesn't actually explain where he is. In fact, that's incredibly confusing. I do like that um, end scene, though. I always forget yeah. that that's how the episode... Yeah. Well, I suppose it doesn't technically end like that, but that, like, that happens. No, the, act the actual end scene is fucking, um is uh uh mickey and his uh boyfriend going off to fight cybermen in a van what a life i like how he's just like oh yeah i want to go to paris there's probably cybermen there right yeah let's go <laughs> <laughs> uh where's that spinoff rtd anyways uh y'all have anything else uh nah. Not All right. Before ratings, no. All right. Well, I guess moving on to ratings. Um, I think this episode handles the Cybermen, at least sort of the horror of the like the first half handles the horror of the Cybermen very well in a way that we don't really I think see again until the series ten finale. AKA the one time Moffat did Cybermen and it was good. Um, yeah, I, 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 I feel like when this episode actually goes into straight horror, it's really good. And there's some good character scenes and obviously like Mickey gets to go full Chad here. But at the same time, Lumic just sucks. And so much of his overarching plan, which drives the plot makes no fucking sense and i just i i don't f i feel like overall i'd give the story like a like a 6.5 or a 7 i'd give the first episode like a seven and a half but age of steel would probably be closer to like a six okay <laughs> um guess i'll go um yeah, the, the first part of this two-parter is impeccably well-paced, um, despite Lumic being stupid evil. Um, there's just a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like Lumic, Lumic should have just been Parallel Universe bad guy, not Cybermen bad guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, regardless or, or of everything. he should have just been already converted. Yeah. Out of, out of the human billionaire evil people, he's probably on the higher end of quality although that's not saying much um anyways um second second part is less well paced but there's still some good stuff the things that shine through here in my opinion are um mickey and what is done with the cybermen and also i'd say um pete tyler just because i like that yeah. actor and he does good stuff with that um so yeah solid thing uh, solid concept. It's followed through well enough most of the time. Uh, so I would go... I think, I think I'm giving this a 7. I think I'm giving this a 7. 
just the story overall yeah just the story overall if 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 it was just the uh if both were of the quality of the first part i'd probably give it an 8.5 or an 8 um but yeah 7 for the whole story all right uh honestly my ratings are exactly the same as jeff and you said that and i was like damn Okay, you got you got. We actually agree on something out. for once. <laughs> yeah, just the first one. I was like, yeah, this is a pretty good episode. I enjoyed this episode, seven point five. Next episode, I was like, this is kind of messy. I don't like this one as much. Six. So yeah, it's like a seven overall. Well, next week. <laughs> <sighs> well gamers it's that time of the season again we have to talk about the obligatory fucking mark gatus episode i i feel okay so i next week we're okay i guess to not to bury the lead next week we're covering the idiot's lantern uh the season's mark gatus extravaganza um they go back where they yeah haha where they go back to 1950s london during the coronation of queen elizabeth and deal with a tv monster um one thing i'll say right away looking at the preview and any footage i see of that there is way too many fucking dutch angles in that episode like i swear like literally like 95 percent of the shots in the preview are at a dutch angle and it's 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 bad i just why um so yeah i am not looking forward to that because i remember mark gatiss's episodes being like generally just kind of eh and it's it's you know it's mark gatiss so like uh, whatever i don't even remember that that's a gatiss episode so that really speaks to the quality yeah (laughs) gatiss um Anyways, until then, uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, you can follow me at WheatleyDL on Twitter. Um, I say this every week, but I just kind of post, like, occasional things and shit posts based on whatever games I'm currently playing. Yep. Uh, my name is Skylar, otherwise known as Miss Not Appearing in the First Third of This Episode. And you can find me on Twitter at skyhigh9 underscore 5. It's your homie Avery, the big Gavery, at bigfatpenis69 on twitter.com. Still not a joke. Coming at you with spicy takes, the spicy memes, the spicy jokes. We out here. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll see you all next week. Bye.